0: The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded.
4: Put the income tax on trial. Yeah, how about that? I spent some time watching the uh, testimony of the two IRS whistleblowers today. You'll be getting the details on that later tonight, I'm sure. Uh, The big news is that the whistleblower formerly known as Mr. X is a Democrat, and he's gay, and he's married to a man, so it's not as though he comes in as a big supporter of Donald Trump who's looking to get Joe Biden. As usual, about half the time was spent listening to questioners from both sides of the aisle giving you know little speeches. The Democrat questioners somehow figured a way to work Donald Trump into their questions. That's almost every single one of them, and uh, they committed serious whataboutism that had nothing to do with the case that they were supposed to be dealing with. And it should be obvious to anybody with a brain that uh, Hunter Biden was making millions of dollars from foreign companies tied to foreign countries for doing nothing other than being Joe Biden's son. Nobody can dispute that. The question is, what will the Republicans do about it? And that's a big question. Meanwhile, as I watched it, it made me despise the federal income tax even more than I already did, The two IRS agents seem like decent guys, but as I listened to them talking about how they believed Hunter claimed illegitimate deductions and cheated the government out of money, I started thinking about what a bad idea the federal income tax is. It shouldn't be any of the government's business what Hunter Biden or you do with your money. If he decided to use it on hookers, it should be none of the government's business. The time and money spent looking into people's personal lives Uh, to determine how they spent their money seems like a, I don't know, really un-American thing to do. That's why the national sales tax is a good idea, because if Hunter Biden wants to spend his ill-begotten money on a limo to pick up a hooker, it should be nobody's business, but charge him a tax on the limo service. If he buys a yacht with money that he got from Burisma for doing nothing, get him on the sales tax, okay? And use the money and time spent by the IRS trying to figure out What he spent his money on, or what anybody else spent their money on, use that time and money to figure out why uh, Hunter was paid the money in the first place. What he spent the money on after he got it shouldn't matter to anybody, especially the government. Anyway, when we come back, the Biden administration is making it much tougher for the media to get into the press room at the White House. We're going to talk to a guy who's going to be kicked out of there as of July 31st. And in our second half hour, Jason Aldean's song called Try That in a Small Town has shot the number one because it's being criticized so much. And that's, it's up there at number one, even though he's being attacked by liberals and being called a racist for writing it. We'll have someone from the Black Leadership Network here to discuss
5: it. Stick around. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pragertopia unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours you can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech, join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pragertopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pragertopia unlimited. Go to pragertopia.com or click the banner at dennisprager.com.
2: Are you paying too much for term life insurance? Term busters a Christian-owned company can help. There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man-age 45 non-smoker $1 million of coverage, $75 per month level rate for 10 years. Or a man-age 50 non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At Term Busters, we spend Specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 800 558 9940. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 800 558 9940. Remember, 800 558 9940. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non smoker underwriting. Exam required to qualify. That number for Term Busters, Christian owned and operated, is 800 558 9940.
4: On MyPillow's 20 year anniversary, with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. This is John Steigerwald. You will receive a queen size my pillow. For 1998, regular price is 69.98, and just ten dollars more for a king size. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the My Pillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all My Pillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Go to mypillow.com and click on the Radio Podcast Square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen size My Pillow for 1998. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAFF. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but need. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800-716-8087. Are you considering a
0: unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications, Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
4: Well, I've actually been in the White House press room a long time ago. And believe it or not, I wasn't impressed. I was kind of impressed to be at the White House, but I wasn't impressed at all with the press room there. It was kind of dirty and dingy looking, I thought. Maybe it's nicer now. That was a long time ago. But... It's harder to get into, apparently. Fred Lucas of the Daily Signal has been a regular in there for 14 years now, but he's getting the boot uh, pretty soon. He joins us now. Fred, thanks for coming on.
6: Yeah, thanks for having me.
4: So, what was it? Something you said?
6: <laughs> well, uh, it's uh, it's largely the uh, the Biden administration is taking aim at uh, a, a few news outlets they don't particularly want there. Um, Part part of the problem here is that um, they're nothing about who they're kicking out. They're they're letting these individuals know. I, I've, a few have been public here and there, but uh, for for the most part, this has been sort of a secretive process from from Biden. Um, so we're going to see where this goes.
4: So you had a hard pass. What makes yes. a pass a hard pass as opposed uh, to just yeah, a pass?
6: Uh, well it's it's something that that they have you can enter the white house on a daily basis without making a pre-arrangements so as opposed to like a, a a day pass or a a temporary pass to get in for a brief time
4: okay so if i wanted to cover a story that maybe was had some local ties to it uh something going on at the white house i could apply and say that i want to cover this thing and then they make a decision based on that case
6: yeah 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 essentially you're right you're right yeah and 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 I would add the the White House press. Not much nicer since whenever you were there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was it's there. Smaller than everybody thinks was going to be. So.
4: Yeah, that's the first thing I that's noticed. The but thing I, I hear most. Yeah, the floor was dirty. The uh, <laughs> it just the walls were. It was just ugly. And I don't know. That was a long time ago. I, I'm, I'm hoping they painted it since then. I was actually there to uh, see. It was a sports story to see the Penn State football team honored. For winning the national championship by Ronald Reagan—that's how long ago it was. Oh I was wow! There. Okay. So it's been a while. Um, so who? But so who decides who gets this hard pass,
6: and what goes into the decision? Well, well, it used to be uh, it was a, service would decide that you go through a background uh, check with the Secret Service if you were with a legitimate news organization, and um, and that was basically it. Yeah. Uh, uh, now the, the White House has put uh, new restrictions. Uh, the, the one that actually affects the daily signal is uh, they're saying, the White House is saying now that you either have to be uh, credentialed to cover uh, Capitol Hill uh, or you have to be credentialed to cover the Supreme Court. Uh, there are restrictions on covering Capitol Hill uh, being that uh, they don't accept non-profit organizations, basically.
7: So, uh,
6: and the Daily Signal is part of the Heritage Foundation.
4: Well, um, legitimate is kind of a subjective thing, isn't it?
6: Yes, sir. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, uh, with, uh, but, uh, uh, For for the most part, uh, uh, the, the White House press passes have been uh, available, though, based largely on... Um, Secret Service background and politics was largely out of it through most. I covered the both the Obama and the Trump administrations, and there had never been a purge of reporters before like there is right now.
4: So this this qualifies as a purge that's happening.
6: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a number of reporters uh, that, that are going to be losing their hard pass. Uh, this is, uh, and, and once again, uh, the, the Biden White House is not saying how many, uh, we, we know it's more than me. Uh, I've talked to a handful of, of folks who, uh, I, I don't want to repeat their names cause they're, they're, I don't think they're not, yeah. uh, quite ready to come forward and, and, and say what mm-hmm. their situation is. And I think there also might be some legal action and so forth going forward.
4: But, um, uh, you say you've been there covering it for a long time, and, and you described the, the, the room, the press room itself, as I one of the first things that struck me. And this happens a lot when you see things on TV. You see a news set, uh, for example, at a you know a TV news station, and if you came off the street and saw it in person after watching it all your life, you'd be stunned at how small it is. But, mm-hmm. So everything kind of shrinks. But um, is, this a, is this could this be, have anything to do with a space issue that it's too crowded in there? Or are they just trying to weed people uh, off n-
6: n- Not at all, not at all. I mean, and, and particularly now under the Biden administration, uh, that press room is astoundingly less crowded during the Biden administration than it was during the Trump administration. Uh, the the Trump show was something that yeah. a lot of media wanted to be there for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's it's it's, it's uh, a briefing or a typical briefing isn't even half as full right now so yeah I, I it's not a space consideration uh they they've in fact they have never articulated or never gave as to why they've made this change um uh, so I, I mean people are only left to suspect or um presume of what the motives are here but I, I think what's important, and, and I always think it's trite when somebody says it's not about me, <laughs>
7: uh,
6: <laughs> Yeah, I, th- th- this is not about any single reporter or any group of reporters that's going to be kicked out of here. This is, uh, I think the really is that you don't want the government or you don't want an administration of either party to decide what media is allowed to cover it.
4: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, and i uh, I've dealt with situations like this when, more so when I was covering sports. Um, mm-hmm. when when some when they took some action against one media outlet, because uh, maybe a person there was a little too tough on the on the organization or a particular story that they did that uh, they thought was a little too negative then the rest, I always felt like, then that was when the rest of the media should say, well, okay, well, if they're not covering it, we're not covering it. And and you stick with them. That, I get a feeling that's not going to happen in a situation like this.
6: Um, does, it, does not appear so yet. Uh, holding out hope, so.
4: Yeah. I mean, isn't that what the, Isn't that for someone who believes in the freedom of the press? Shouldn't that be, you should be supporting each other on something like that?
6: The the White House Correspondents Association uh, has not made a statement or taken an official position on this as of yet. Um, I, I attribute that partly because uh, w- when the White House came out with this policy, uh, there was a there was a transition in leadership. Uh, so I, I uh, from new board members took took their position. Uh, election White House Correspondents Association elections. So, uh, so I, I think we might see the association take a position and be more uh, forthright on this. But yeah, uh, or I'm at least hopeful of that. What are the
4: new rules? I mean, as far as the yeah. way you comport oh, there, yourself there.
6: Yeah. Oh, the 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 new rules are, are um um uh, we're we're not based on like uh, any decorum issue or anything along those lines. Oh. Uh, New rules were targeted towards um, i th- I think they're aware of like who does and does not have uh, credentials to cover either the Supreme Court and they've as a first step what what I believe is probably a first step they've taken that that stance to get rid of um, non compliant media in the press room uh, I think that you'll probably see the biden administration take uh, additional steps i mean per, perhaps the uh credentialing to cover congress was a low-hanging fruit and that's what they're going to aim for first i think uh you'll likely see some more steps the, the biden administration is going to see how much they can get away with with the media before they get a pushback and uh so far we're not seeing a lot of pushback
4: well uh who is simon ataba
6: Uh, yeah, he, he, he is a, uh, African reporter who, uh, with the African publication who got into a major debate, uh, a few times with, uh, he, he gets passed over a lot. I have been with, uh, Jean-Pierre, uh, during the press briefing. And, uh, he, he shouted out, uh, I think she had like a few Hollywood stars on the podium, uh, to avoid answering real questions. Uh, he, he started shouting out some questions. And she took offense to that, and um, yeah, I, I think I think you're right to ask about him. Um, uh, we, we can only suppose what this is all about, but it probably has a little bit to do with their t- aiming towards him. Uh, I, I would say, though, if they're going to say it's a, if it's a, their problem with him, they should be, the White House should be forthcoming about it. They should not be cute about it and say, um, and have an entire other swath of reporters that's being affected, they should articulate what they believe is the proper decorum for a White House briefing and let you know that.
4: Yeah, it's interesting that um, I've seen him on Twitter uh, st- stating his case about how he feels he's mistreated by um, um, Kareen Jean Pierre, um, and it's interesting that he's a black man and he's he's the most outspoken person uh, about how he's not acknowledged, not respected. By the uh, the press secretary,
6: yeah, yeah, that's and it's um, um, I, I mean we we did see a, a couple of run-ins with the Trump administration uh, when when I was there, uh, and and I was I was against uh, the the move to uh, pull Jim Acosta's press pass. I, I thought at the time that uh, if, if you allow that kind of thing, uh, then a future Democratic president is going to start kicking out uh, conservative media. Yeah, as as it turned out, uh, I I guess that did happen. Uh, but the situation with uh, Jim Acosta, the media pretty well rallied behind him. Um, I I do hope to see maybe a little bit more of that. So.
4: Well, Corinne uh, Jean Pierre strikes me as an intern. I, I, she has the. Um, <laughs> Uh, I just, she just says from day one, she's looked like an intern. They figured they'd throw in there and get, you know, get her some experience, some experience, be a nice thing for her. Um, where would you rank her among the press secretaries you've covered? You say you go back to Obama.
6: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, Josh Earnest was uh, probably, certainly the best press secretary that uh, Obama had. Um I think Sarah Huggaby Sanders was the best under Trump. Uh, under Biden, uh, it was... Uh, and clearly Jen Psaki, I mean, there's only, only <laughs> two to compare there. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess one, one thing I would say for KJP is that uh, I think she was thrown in unprepared for this kind of job. Yeah. Uh, Jen Psaki was formerly a State Department press secretary, so she had some experience. She she was uh, often panned when she was at the State Department, uh, that was during the Obama administration, as not being very good at her job. So I think she, she kind of had a, a run at it. Um, I mean, you you might argue maybe uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre is going to grow into this role. <laughs> yeah,
4: but hey, we're talking to uh, Fred Lucas of The Daily Signal. Uh, he's their uh, lead reporter there, uh, investigative reporter who covers the White House. Um, I don't know, Fred, maybe I'm nuts, but I just don't think that that's a job that people should have to be growing into. Not when there are 8 oh. million people out there who have experience that would... The, the kind of experience that would make them qualified for the job
6: yeah, i i understand that i mean i'm I'm trying to be polite,
4: yeah uh, I can tell that
6: <laughs> yeah um uh, but uh yeah i mean she's uh she's not always prepared i mean there, there's um uh she she does have favorites that she put calls on during press briefings and uh she often uh, questions have been answered when they haven't been so <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she's um, got a
4: tough job. She's trying to she's trying to make Joe Biden well,
6: look good and right, look like a good president. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's not easy for anybody. No,
4: so. nobody's. But, but she's also trying to she's she's being asked to explain what this um, babbling idiot says every other day. <laughs> Where was he yesterday? The other day that he was fa- he was I'm in the middle sleeper. of an interview and he was falling asleep. Uh, who, who was I, who was he in the room with there? Uh, just the uh, other day.
6: Yeah, yeah, that yeah that, that 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 was that was not a good look when when he dozed off. I mean, uh, um, <laughs> I I I think maybe he's gotten bored with the job. Or... Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, I mean, you're president of the United <laughs> yeah. States. You're sitting there. With, like, it was it was with some head of state. I can't not remember like who it was. anything to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, it was the president yeah, right, of Israel, right. I think. Yeah. yeah. No, nobody important. Uh, just the president <laughs> right. of Israel. Exactly. Uh, so, um, so, and he said, Joe Biden, and again, you've been doing this for a while. He, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw this today. He's done five press conferences solo in 2023. Uh-huh. It's almost August.
6: Yeah, I, 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 I got to say, too, that um, uh, Donald Trump there was supposedly a hostile relationship with Donald Trump and the media. So um, the, the fact is Donald Trump gave huge access to the press. Mm-hmm. He would stand there. I, I mean, every time there was a, uh, that he took off on a flight on Marine one uh, was a press conference. Yeah. He stood there for uh, sometimes 30, 45 minutes taking questions. And he sort of loved to do that. I mean, um uh, and, uh, it, it, it was, was kinda of disorganized. Sometimes uh two or three reporters would be shouting a question and he would uh just give an answer and you you're kinda of left guessing which one which one of us he was answering. But it well, was accessible. And and Joe Biden is not. Yeah. Well Joe, I, uh, Barack Obama was not accessible. Uh by, or Trump loved to take questions and yeah. loved loved the attention. So
4: Well I gotta ask you, I got about a little less than a minute left here. I I just real quick um, I know that uh, having been in the media a long time myself, and been you know gone to lots of press conferences. Um, what uh, what um, is it like among the the people who cover Joe Biden and and uh, on a regular basis, even the liberal people from the liberal outlets when when they're off the record and you guys are just you know kind of talking in the press room there. Are people laughing at what they're dealing, seeing from Joe Biden, or are they, or are they taking it seriously? I'm, I'm just about 15 seconds here.
6: Oh, uh, they they know there's a problem.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're, but they're not saying it publicly. <laughs> well, we'll talk about not that right. at some other point.
6: I don't know how they could
4: <laughs> not know it's a problem. Fred, thanks for coming on. Yeah,
6: yeah. okay. Th- thanks for having me.
4: Okay, that's Fred Lucas of The Daily Signal. I'll be right back.
3: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Oversight Committee Chairman Kentucky Republican James Comer says the Hunter Biden investigation is turning up some troublesome findings.
8: The Bidens have put themselves first and Americans last. We will continue to follow the money trail and provide the answers, transparency, and accountability that Americans demand and deserve.
3: Two IRS agents, Joe Ziegler and Greg Shapley, have claimed there was a pattern of slow-walking investigative steps into Hunter Biden including delayed enforcement actions in the months before the 2020 election won by Joe Biden. The Justice Department has vehemently denied the allegations. Russia unleashed intense overnight drone and missile attacks that officials say damaged critical port infrastructure in southern Ukraine and wounded at least 12 people. The Dow up 157 points, the Nasdaq down a dozen. This is SRN News.
8: The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 98 98 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed.
0: Dennis Prager explores
5: the deepest questions. It's so interesting that we have not allowed the same exact imprecision. You are what you feel to race. I don't understand the difference. Since race is far more subjective than sex, sex is objective. Your chromosomes, your brain. The Dennis Prager
0: Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The answer.
1: Join Beth Andrews of NetWorth Advisors for the NetWorth Financial Hour. Saturdays at 7 a.m., 4 p.m., and 7 p.m., and Sunday mornings at 11. Get the news and information you need to help make your retirement dreams a reality. Don't miss the NetWorth Financial Hour with Beth Andrews. Saturdays at 7 a.m., 4 p.m., and 7 p.m., and Sunday mornings at 11
0: firm
2: insurance services. Networth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles.
6: They told me I owed them $43,000.
2: It got really bad.
6: <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage gardening, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything.
0: One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind
6: of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night.
0: (sighs) He found just what he was looking for.
6: Oh, they were great people. You need a team of
1: people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax. They know what they're doing.
0: Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors.
1: I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take
0: Wesley's advice.
6: If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else.
0: Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840.
2: Optima
0: Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, TuneIn, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer weather.
2: It'll be humid tonight with increasing clouds. Tonight's low 64, humid tomorrow with periods of clouds and sun. A couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the afternoon. Those storms could bring flooding downpours, hail and damaging wind gusts. The high 82. couple of evening thunderstorms, otherwise mainly cloudy and humid tomorrow night. The low 65. Sun and clouds Friday with a thunderstorm and a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
0: The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250,
4: The Answer. Well, they're coming for Jason Aldean. He's a country music singer. He wrote a song called Try That in a Small Town. And it goes something like this. Sunker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjack an old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool? Well, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop. Spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough? Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Round here we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't. Try that in a small town. Oh, I don't know, do you hear anything racist there? Lots of critics do. Uh, Michael Austin of Black Leadership Network Project 21, who was appointed by Donald Trump and his advisor to the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, joins us now. Michael, thanks for being here.
1: Oh, great to be on here with you, John. So anything
4: I just read there strike you as racist?
1: Uh, no, it doesn't. It does sound like John's the latest target for uh, cancellation. He had the audacity, the audacity to take a stand against riots and, and, and lawlessness. Um, I just think it's a shame. It's a shame that calling out chaos is now considered controversial. But it at least is good of John, of, of Jason to take center stage. Bravo uh, to, to taking a stand of common sense and sparking that conversation.
4: Are you surprised that, that it would be Pounced upon by people looking for, you know, uh, what they're always looking for.
1: No, not really. Let's keep in mind, leftists have always kind of been crazy. Um, Here's what I'm really uh, surprised about. CMT, Country Music Television. You know, we've heard a lot about BlackRock and ESG. I don't know if your listeners even knew this. BlackRock owns a good chunk of CMT, almost about 10%. So is it a surprise that now they're working just like Bud Light in direct opposition of their consumer base? Um, Earlier this year, they had a drag event at their uh, CMT award show. I mean, Americans are just not standing for this plain and simple.
4: Well, the video that was uh, was shot in front of a government building, uh, and you can see an American flag hanging on the building. But it turns out that was also the site of a lynching back in 1927 in Tennessee. He's taking some heat for that. Is that legitimate?
1: No, I think that they're basically throwing things at the kitchen uh, kitchen <laughs> counter to kind of yeah. see what sticks. I mean, this isn't racist in any way, shape, or form. There, he doesn't talk about uh, minorities. He doesn't even talk about what happened, you know, in the, quote-unquote, Black Lives Matter summer of love, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. um, which saw the burning of cities and the destruction of businesses and properties and, and so much looting and robbing. But... They're trying to find a way to to cancel him because he's speaking truth to power, which is that urban, leftist, liberal, progressive power is destructive to this country, and Americans aren't going to stand up for it anymore. They're going to take justice into their own hands.
4: Well, the song um, has already shot to number one. I don't, know, I, I don't know what you're number one on now when you're number one, but whatever it is, he's it. The song, that's where it is. Number one, I guess, on playlists, you know. Uh,
1: well, good. I, I mean, what are we seeing today? We're, we're seeing all these businesses in San Francisco that are letting robbers walk freely without consequences. Um, all across the coast, these woke district attorneys are 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 letting these criminals go, you know, commit violence without. Or, excuse me, we're just getting a slap on the wrist. Um, he's Jason Aldean is reminding us of common sense, common law. If you commit lawlessness, expect Americans to save themselves, their families, and communities, whether government permits it or not.
4: Here's there's an author named Matthew Chapman I saw quoted. I don't know who he is. He must be somebody because he made it into this piece that I found. But um, he wrote this, quote, This song absolutely captures everything about the American right, from the paranoid threats of violence to the irrational fetishization of communities where everyone thinks and acts the same. Now, uh, I don't know. That seems to qualify as painting with a broad brush from where I'm sitting here.
1: Definitely, and it also is uh, a severe case of pearl clutching. I mean, <laughs> Jason Song basically spoke to the consequences of rioting, looting, and disrespecting Americans in rural America, and for that, you know, he's called controversial and hateful. Well, I'll be honest here; I don't really follow country music that often, right. but I now know Jason Aldean has a new fan right here, right now.
4: Yeah, and and I think that's going to happen in a lot of places because you know they've they, he's gotten it's all like, even if. Maybe it was intentional. He couldn't have done a better job of getting great publicity for his new song and video uh, (laughs) if he wanted to. There's another guy, uh, Brian Richards, another writer. He says, quote, when your praise of small towns involves fear-mongering and encourage, I read you the lyrics, I don't know, when your praise of small towns involves fear-mongering and encouraging white people to lash out and go after anyone who looks or sounds differently than they do with guns, you deserve whatever smoke you get. I I just, I'm reading these lyrics, and and, and this guy is saying that it's telling white people, which includes me, I guess, uh, to lash out and go after anyone who looks or sounds differently. And not only just do it, but do it with a gun
1: sounds like this guy needs to come to the center of america or just outside of new york city or san francisco just just leave whatever city that you're in and come to real america it's not just white americans these are black americans hispanic americans anyone that of course believes in the second amendment has been you know using their god-given rights to bear arms right to protect themselves and their families and there are countless stories of it um, what this sounds like as i said before is pearl clutching and a real need to get off off the couch get away from the computer and get some sunshine and fresh air.
4: <laughs> We're talking to Michael Austin of Black Leadership Network, Project 21. Um, and I, I, I Snoop Dogg actually played here in Pittsburgh last night or the night before. Um, and here's a sampling of his lyrics. I'll clean them up a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that N-word. Roll up on the side of him, man. Roll your window down. Man, hand me my MFing Glock. Give me another clip. Because I'm going to smoke this fool. Now, white liberals love this guy. Here in Pittsburgh, the Steelers celebrate the fact that Snoop Dogg is a Steelers fan and can be seen often running around in Steelers gear. They love him.
1: You know, once again, it, it sounds like double standards. I mean, that's all that the left has, of course, is double standards. If they didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all. Remember that joke? Yeah. Um You know, there are so many lyrics that are demeaning to women, demeaning to Americans, demeaning to this country, promote violence, promote drug use, uh, promote, you know, prostitution, and let's say hip-hop, rap lyrics, or, or, or sometimes even in rock, right? But the progressive left just turns a blind eye because as long as they have the right political opinion, that's okay. And in fact, that's something to be promoted. But I think it really goes to show that they're not mad at Jason Aldean for this song. They're mad at Jason Aldean because they know he continues to speak out against the crazy, Leftist ideology that we hear coming from uh, Joe Biden and anybody else of his ilk,
4: and and would the assumption uh, is the assumption um, um, by the media that that uh, most black people would would have the same reaction to this song as the liberal white people in the media have, or or are having for them? Are they having the Uh, are they having the reaction? (laughs) They're they're reacting for the black uh, audience out there.
1: No, I, I would wager a good bit of black Americans are just going about their day and have no idea this is even happening. Oh,
5: that's right? Right, <laughs> because,
1: right. because Because most Americans have no reason to care about. About Jason Aldean and his latest songs, they're looking at, you know, checkout, looking at the price of food going up. Or they're at the gas station seeing how, you know, stubbornly high gas prices remain. They're wondering, of course, how they're going to make their paycheck last until the next paycheck. You know, so many Americans have real issues that we have to deal with, but progressives want to, you know, think that they're shining a penny talking about Jason Aldean while avoiding the real issue, which is, of course, growing this country's economy and making it an easier place to live.
4: Okay, I'd like to get your reaction to uh, going to another subject here. Um, uh, We're talking to Michael Austin of the Black Leadership Network, Project 21. And I'm sure you've seen this story. Um, In New York City, uh, over 5,000 black and Hispanic, I guess you would call them aspiring teachers, or one-time aspiring teachers, are collecting over a billion dollars from the, I guess it's the city of New York who's, who's forking this money up, uh, for failing a certification a certification exam um, that has since been called racist. Now, this happens a lot with standardized tests. Does this open up a can of worms doing this?
1: I mean, it, re- it really does. First off, just think about it money-wise. You know, New York has so many problems that it needs to focus on. Mm-hmm. Why would it be spending taxpayer dollars um, on on this? I mean, you have homeless in the streets, you have crime increasing in the area, you have so many homes uh, that aren't being properly serviced that are supposed to be covered by the city that are just, you know, falling to the wayside. And yet you want to focus on this because you want to send a virtue signal out there, I think is ultimately pitiful. And then second, when you think about education, uh, just in New York City in general, you know, those kids out there truly need help. But instead of getting the resources to the students, to the classroom, to instruction, we're focusing on, you know, issues of, of course, the bigotry of low expectations, making sure that we're not getting kids exactly what they need in the city.
4: Yeah, you would think maybe that the billion dollars could be spent, if not handing it over to the public schools, um, handing out scholarships to black kids, if you want to do it that way, or Hispanic kids or any kid, just handing out uh, scholarships to deserving kids to help them get out of the rotten schools they're forced to go to and, and use that sure. as the money to, you know, here... There, there, one one guy got $2 million uh, for, for not having, because he wasn't hired as a teacher, $2 million. That would pay for a lot of tuition at, at some private schools in the New York City area.
1: Also, why are we spending money for people not being teachers? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 still backwards to me. You know, we have a teacher shortage nationwide, and yet we're spending taxpayer money for individuals who are not becoming teachers. Um, that seems to be a horrible reward system. Not only that, but you know, it, it also create it creates a, unfortunately a stereotype where you'll look at aspiring teachers who, let's say, might be African American, women, or Hispanic, and you're thinking that well, this person you know is not may not be a teacher, but he's going to be. He or she's going to be a millionaire because of these progressive policies. Um, it's 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 frankly insulting, as as is you know our conversation about this Jason Aldean, and it needs to stop.
4: Well, it's kind of uh, reparations light, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly that. And so there's there's nothing good to come of it. You know, you're, you're taking money from one to give to another, but then you're also adding on this stereotype that you know, let's say minorities need a con some condescending favor. They can't get ahead on their own. And frankly, John, I don't see that as any different than it being 1923 with progressives. Both progressives 100 years ago and progressives today are saying African Americans can't do anything, um, you know, and, and that they need, they need help because we don't have the capacity or facilities to do it on our own. And that's just, it, it makes me sick.
4: <laughs> well, maybe this is an unfair question, but Who's more guilty of promoting that kind of stuff, um, white liberals or black liberals? Or is it? would you, would you say it's equal among the two? Because uh, so much of the noise comes from white liberals, and, and they seem to be doing it because they think they need to help the poor, helpless black people that couldn't possibly survive without their help.
1: Oh, that's a really good question because I think what you're speaking to is this isn't one-sided. Yeah, you have white liberals who feel guilty for a crime they never committed, right? But Mm -hmm. then you also have black liberals accepting this. Right Feeling that they are being affirmed for some injustice that they never really suffered, um, and so it's really it 's a vicious cycle it's a it's a negative uh, it 's a feed loop that feeds off of negative human emotions um, and it 's going to spiral out of control and so we need to stop this you know at its source immediately. Have African Americans remind them that you guys can pull your you know yourselves back up just because and there's so many examples out there let's highlight them and then tell white liberals to knock it off and just mind your own business and um, <laughs> this country this country will be much better for it
4: have you uh, are you noticing and i'm I'm sure we, uh, you've been on the show before I probably ask you this and other people from um, from the uh, black leadership network I, I, I may, maybe it's wishful thinking but are are you guys Starting to notice a and I don't mean just a slight movement, but maybe even a major movement from uh, the, the, what black voters might be doing just uh, and, 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 and maybe their allegiance to the Democrat Party might be uh, waning some.
1: Yeah, you know, that's exactly right. We have been noticing that for the past couple of at least presidential elections, more and more black Americans are deciding to leave the Democrat Party. Maybe they're voting independent. Maybe they're voting Republican. But at the very least, they're deciding that, you know, continuing to vote Democrat, 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 isn't really helping them. Isn't growing their wallet. It isn't putting them in a better house. It isn't making life easier. And even when you think about, let's say, this uh, recent SCOTUS opinion on, let's say, uh, on affirmative action, in, in universities, you know, there was a polls out there that showed the majority of African Americans wanted to do away with affirmative action. Right? They, they acknowledged that this policy was creating more harm than good and felt glad that SCOTUS finally ruled it down. So I think over time, as as the Democrats continue and continue and continue to get crazier and crazier, more uh, African-Americans, more Americans in general will realize that, you know, they need to leave if they're going to keep their sanity.
4: Well, what about the story? I just thought of this now. I have a minute or two left here. Um, the story, and I don't have her name in front of me, unfortunately, the, the black uh, Democrat congresswoman from a district uh, in Atlanta, uh, and she, uh, well, she's actually a state rep, um, but she uh, switched parties. She, she just blew out of the uh, Democrat Party and joined the Republicans and the backlash that she's getting.
1: No, I think this was over school choice. Was that right, John? N- no, uh, well, I
4: don't know, but she, she bailed. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the things, but she just said that the, the, black, uh, uh, the Democrat Party is just not good for blacks, and, and she's done. She's just done, right. and she's been just trashed. By, the, uh, by liberal blacks, I guess you would say.
1: Yeah, there are more state reps I see doing that every day, and it's because they, they talk to their constituents, and their constituents say, you know, make our communities better, or we like this policy, we like that policy, and it may not even matter whether it's Republican or Democrat. And so if these reps want to follow their constituencies and stay elected, they have to make that choice to leave the, the Democrat plantation, to leave that crazy house and vote for what their constituents want.
4: Yeah, here's what her name is uh, Maisha Mayner. Uh, she's uh, leading, leaving the Democratic Party for the Republican Party. She made an announcement on Tuesday. Maybe that was last week. Yeah, maybe it was yesterday. Uh, but it's a fifth District 56 is a democratic stronghold. And she said, I represent a blue district in the city of Atlanta, so this wasn't a political decision for me. It was a moral one. I will never apologize for being a black woman with a mind of my own. That's what she said. And, of course, she's being trashed by, well, the liberal media and liberal blacks. And But can you see more of that happening?
1: I can. And so I hope more and more people find the courage Um, to, yes, uh, uh, to stand with their individuality, even if it means going against the opposition. It's the right thing to do, and and I'm going to stand in support for it.
4: Well, Michael, I appreciate you coming on the show. As always, hope to have you on again. Thank you. Thank you, John. It was great. All right, Michael Austin, Black Leadership Network, Project 21. I'll be right back.
7: They are our cuddlers and co-workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets, and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
4: On MyPillow's 20 year anniversary, with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. This is John Steigerwald. You will receive a queen size my pillow for nineteen ninety-eight. Regular price is sixty-nine ninety-eight, and just ten dollars more for a king size. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the My Pillows, you will also also receive deep discounts on all my pillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers and so much more. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen size my pillow for 1998 or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last and a 60-day money back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality Sleep. we not only want but need go to mypillow.com promo code stag or call 800-716-8087 attention
7: your money is now controlled by the u.s government
1: picture a world where your every purchase is monitored tracked and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit hi my name is jason hansen i'm a former cia officer and new york times best-selling author and right now I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800 900 That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000.
8: This
0: is the John Stalker Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
4: Hey, a local guy got some national pub today. I actually, uh, I, I I let the people at PJ Media, I made them aware of Joe Sweeney of the Acervo Project. We've had him on the show a couple of times. He's a guy from Moon Township, former city cop. He's traveled the world fighting child trafficking. You know all about the, the, the uproar over the movie, um, the sound of freedom. Well, uh, if you go to PJmedia.com, you will find a story. Uh, with the headline "Exclusive: Child Trafficking Rescuer Highlights Horrors of Online Sexual Exploitation," so I'm hoping that this uh, helps uh, Joe raise some money for the project, the AServo Project, and uh, it's a good story. And it's it, it's a story that he's told here on this show about how it's social media that is um, driving the child trafficking. And um, the the first line of this piece at PJ Media, this is a quote from Joe Sweeney. The United States is the biggest consumer of child pornography in the world. He goes on to tell the uh, the writer of the story, Catherine uh, Salgado, that it's all about how these kids are set up. And he's talked about it here. You know, the movie is pretty dramatic about how these kids are kidnapped and everything. Uh, the, the movie, Sound of Freedom. And, um, you know, lured into cars and just snatched off the street and those kind of things. But Joe will tell you that the problem is not that. It's kids who strike up a relationship with someone online. It goes on for months. And they think the person that they've been communicating with is someone else. And that person turns out to be a predator. And, and then they end up being trafficked. They, be, they get lured in. And uh, so go check it out at Media. The story on the Aservo project, and I will talk to you tomorrow.
0: The John Stackerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's.